Good morning. My name is Anna Bardot. We are going to read Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. If you are reading along in your church Bible, we are on page 982. Please stand as we read. Therefore, my brothers, who I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Udia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, also, true companion, hope these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything and by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Good morning. This summer, we have been studying minor characters in the New Testament and how God uses people like me and people like all of you to grow the church and reach people with the gospel. We have gotten to know people like Lydia, Epaphroditus, Theophilus, and Priscilla and Aquila. And we have gotten to know many interesting and meaningful Greek names of the people involved in the beginnings of the church. My name is Sarah O'Connor. My name is not Greek but I serve as the pastor of children and families here at Kenwood. I have been at Kenwood for less than a year, but I see God using this church and all of you tremendously. As a congregation of people who love him, who are available and who are willing, who serve, who open their homes, and who are trying to reach our city with the gospel. We have a lot in common with the people in the New Testament who we've been studying. Just like God used them, God uses people like all of us to share the gospel. This morning we will hear about Iodia and Syntyche, two women who worked side by side with the Apostle Paul in the sharing of the gospel. These two women are only mentioned one time in the book of Philippians, and if we didn't have Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, we wouldn't know how God used Iodia and Syntyche in roles to help grow the church there. Iodia in Greek means good fortune, Oh, sorry, good journey, and syntyche means good fortune. These are Greek names and pagan names, yet promising names, and like their names suggest, these women brought good to the church at Philippi. So who were Iodia and syntyche, and what can we learn from them? In the New Testament book of Acts, we see the message of Jesus bring new life to the people at Philippi, and we see the start of the church there, You can see from the map of the region around Philippi the cities where God had led Paul to share the good news of Jesus Christ as they traveled from Troas to Philippi. This pagan city, which was a leading city in the district of Macedonia and also a Roman colony at the time, had not yet heard about Jesus, just like many people in our city. But this was about to change. In Acts 16, we learn that Paul, Silas, and Timothy had been forbidden to preach and share Jesus in Asia by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guided them down to Troas. But the Lord gave, vision, but the Lord gave Paul a vision of a man from Macedonia who was saying, come to Macedonia and help us. 
Paul immediately went to Macedonia, obeying God and concluding that God had called them to preach the gospel there. We know that Jesus specifically sent Paul, Silas, and Timothy to Philippi to preach the gospel in Macedonia. We learn in Acts 16, 12 through 40 that Paul taught in Philippi and how the good news of Jesus was proclaimed and how the church started in Philippi with the belief of Lydia and her household. We heard about Lydia earlier in our sermon series and how she welcomed Paul, Silas, and Timothy into her home and how the Lord specifically opened Lydia's ears to hear the words of Paul. Lydia believed and she used her home as a place of ministry. Paul and Silas were put in jail and there they prayed and they sang hymns to God. We know of the consequent faith of the jailer and his entire household and we see the beginnings of the church at Philippi with these people. The church at Philippi continued to grow through the good news of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Many there helped the church to grow, including Iodia and Syntyche, by proclaiming Christ and by the example of their changed lives. Ten years later, Paul writes a letter to the church from prison, which we call Philippians. The letter is addressed to all of the saints at Philippi and the overseers and the deacons, which would have included many of the people that we have heard about, like Lydia, Epaphroditus, Iodia, and Syntyche. Imagine receiving a letter written to our entire church. You can feel Paul's affection for this group of believers in Philippi, including Iodia and Syntyche, in his opening words to them. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, making all my prayer with joy, because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you with all of the affection of Jesus Christ. Later in his letter, Paul addresses them again. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, Stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Iodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, to help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. We know that Paul loved Iodia and Syntyche as partners in the gospel, and he calls them beloved. They were a part of a church that gave Paul great joy. And we know that the church in, the Phil- in Philippi was flourishing and that Iodia and Syntyche were part of the gospel work there, laboring side by side with Paul and the other believers. These women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. I can think of many people who fit this same description of Iodia and Syntyche in the church today right here at Kenwood. People who are partners in the gospel who spread joy because of their relationship with Christ. Someone here at Kenwood has earned the nickname, Make It Happen Marsha. She makes things happen here in the church and for the gospel. You know, I don't even think I can list all the many things that she does here for the church and its mission. She is a beloved co-laborer in Christ who brings joy.
Co-laborers, they work hard for the gospel. They build and they nurture relationships so that the good news of Jesus can take root in hearts and change lives. I see a room here this morning filled with beloved co-laborers in the gospel, people that I count it a joy to serve with and to serve alongside. People like Joanna and Ben Lane as they teach our first and second graders. I'm so thankful for them as they share their love of Jesus with the first and second grade Sunday school class. Our youngest, Charlie, is in their class, and it's a good class. He really enjoys Sunday school, and he sees Jesus reflected in his teachers. To share the gospel with 120 children earlier this summer at Vacation Bible School, we had 112 partners in the gospel laboring side by side for the same goal of children to come to faith in Christ. And 27 children responded to God that week in faith because here at Kenwood, we work side by side and Christ works in us. The Greek word used in Philippians for laboring side side by side can mean co-laborers, co-competitors, or literally contenders and co-athletes. This athletic imagery, for those of us that enjoy sports or watch sports, um, can help us understand that the church is a team. We're not individual competitors working to be at a personal best time or to score the most points or be the best, the fastest, and win a claim. But we are laboring as a team, working for the good of the team. The good of the team happens when the church grows in faith and the gospel is shared with others. Today's faithful Sunday school teachers could be modern versions of Iodia and Syntyche as co-competitors for the gospel. Our ushers and our greeters, they are also co-competitors for the gospel as they help us enter into worship and feel welcomed here in the church. Our youth are co-competitors for the gospel. They went out and they went downtown and shared the gospel with those that needed to hear it this summer in our city. Our children are co-competitors for the gospel as they invite their friends to come to church and as they share their faith in Jesus. We are a team as we work side by side. Iodia and Syntyche were part of a growing church in Philippi, and they were one of the reasons that their team, the Philippian church, had a vibrant and growing faith, and that the number of the believers in that city was growing as people shared the gospel, lived out their faith, and led the church, working side by side. Looking further at Iodia and Syntyche, they are not only co-athletes for Jesus Christ, but they are also leaders in the church and women whose names are in the book of life. Iodia and Syntyche are clearly converted and changed by Christ. They had Christ working in them and through them as they labored for the gospel. We, as a team, have a great opportunity this week to be co-athletes, literally, and labor side by side for the gospel. Soccer camp has 50 volunteers signed up to help currently, and we'll have nearly 100 kids in our city come to practice soccer skills and see what it means to have faith in Christ. And those 50 volunteers are who are making that outreach possible. But do you know what? We need more kids to come to soccer camp. We need more kids to come and hear the message of Jesus and see how it changes lives. If you haven't invited a friend, a neighbor, a coworker with kids, or even a stranger to bring their child to soccer camp, please do so this week. And actually, I see some kids 
out there, this is your Team Kenwood challenge this week, is today go out and find someone to invite to soccer camp and tell them about how important Jesus is to you, okay? This afternoon, find someone to share Jesus and a love of sports with and invite them to soccer camp because you guys are all part of this team of co-athletes sharing the good news. Much like Philippi was, our city, Cincinnati, is also hungry for the good news of Jesus, and God wants to send us as missionaries. Well, despite all that Iodia and Syntyche had in common and their shared labor for the gospel, Iodia and Syntyche had a disagreement. See in Philippians 4, 2, I entreat Iodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Iodia and Syntyche have moved from being side by side to being head on. You know, disagreements can happen to all of us too. Even we as beloved and faithful co-laborers who work side by side for the gospel can get into it, right? We can go head to head. And often when we are working side by side, friction can happen, right? We can rub each other the wrong way, we can get in each other's way, and there can be hurt feelings. Paul doesn't even state what the issue is between the two women, but he simply writes, I am asking Eodia and I am asking Syntyche to think the same thing in the Lord. Even if the disagreement was over a small matter, it needed to be addressed. Paul is saying, get on the same page, please. Please get on the same page. Whether it was what the color of the church carpet should be, whether or not the church enjoyed hymns or Roman flute music or contemporary praise best, or whether or not maybe Euodia was the one that always, always, always ended up talking more than she did serving at outreach events, maybe that was the problem. But the disagreement needed to be resolved and they needed to think the same thing in the Lord. There are so many different ways that we can let disagreements, hurt feelings, and conflict get in the way of ministry. We can go from being side by side to turning this way and being completely focused on the other person who we aren't agreeing with, the problem and ourselves, where we always see is just right in front of our faces. We don't see the bigger picture. The little things that don't really matter can mess us up in the bigger picture of ministry. We can mix up what is most important or miss completely what we're supposed to be doing. We can damage the eternal impact the church can have when we focus only on the temporary satisfaction of being right. The good news is God can change our messes. I think he likes transforming us. There is a way forward from disagreements to mend relationships by moving away from being focused on just not on the disagreement and the person you are not agreeing with to moving towards seeing the bigger picture of what God is doing puts our focus back on his gospel and his glory. So how does the gospel offer us a way forward in disagreements? When Paul asks Iodia and Syntyche to think the same thing in the Lord, he actually entreats both of them separately, speaking to both of them. I entreat Iodia and I entreat Syntyche. He is speaking directly to both of them, meaning that both Iodia and Syntyche need to work together to resolve the issue at hand and agree, turning from facing each other head on 
and going back to being side by side. Agreeing is a combined effort, much like laboring together is a team sport. Other believers like Clement and fellow workers are asked to encourage Iodia and Syntyche to think the same thing in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true companion. A true companion or yoke fellow helps not only to carry burdens, but also helps us to accomplish the work that we are called to do. We are yoked together for a reason. If they needed a mediator, they would have one. If they needed the help of the entire church body to work out the problem, the church would help them. And if Iodia and Syntyche, with them, you see the ministry history, you see the mess, and then you see the potential in these two women and in us to agree and labor side by side for the gospel. Earlier in Philippians 2, 1 through 5, Iodia and Syntyche are instructed, and we are instructed in the way to resolve conflict. The most significant way the gospel offers us as a way forward through conflict is to have the mind of Christ. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. To have the same mind and to think the same way, do nothing from rivalry. Do nothing from conceit. Do not look to your own interests. These things are what get us into trouble in the first place. Rivalry, conceit, our own interests. I know that these are my natural tendency to look out for me, to put me first. But we should in humility count others more significant than ourselves. And most importantly, we have the example of Christ to help us do this. Listen to Christ's example for us as love in action. Christ leads us in humility and shifting our focus from ourselves and putting it back on others. Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Having the mind of Christ is the solution to disagreements. Although Jesus Christ is God Most High, he took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself to die as a sacrifice for our sins, securing both our forgiveness and a right relationship with God for us. With Christ as our example and the gospel first in our lives, we are able to place others above ourselves and labor side by side again. We are able to resolve disagreements and have the mind of Christ. 
Notice the result of having the mind of Christ. His humble obedience is what brings salvation to the world. Having the mind of Christ as believers makes us an example so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, which is what we labor for. God will grow our church as we work side by side and despite our occasional disagreements, he has given us everything that we need in Christ to reach our city with the gospel. Are you in disagreement with someone today? Where do you need the mind of Christ? The result of resolving disagreements and effectively sharing the gospel in our city brings tremendous joy and peace. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. These final imperatives instruct us on what our actions should be, even when disagreements happen, because we are asked to have the mind of Christ. Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known. And do not be anxious, but let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So how does the way that God used these two women apply to our own lives together here at Kenwood? What can we learn from Yodia and Syntyche? The first thing that we learn is that we are called to labor side by side for the gospel. There are three opportunities in August alone here at Kenwood to labor side by side and reach our city. Soccer camp is going to be an incredible opportunity to invite children in our city to hear the gospel. I hope all of the kids out there, and parents too, and everyone else, remember our Team Kenwood challenge, right? It's invite a friend to soccer camp this week. Soccer camp is August 2nd through the 4th from 6.30 to 8.30, and it's up in Sharonville at Burke Soccer Complex. FC Cincinnati players are going to be sharing their faith stories, and this is going to be a very special and unique way for Kenwood to share Christ here in Cincinnati. Days in the Park is a great opportunity, as well as the street, the Madeira Street Dance, for us to reach our neighbors, our Deer Park neighbors and our Madeira neighbors. They're both local outreaches, and they both still need people to come and labor and work side by side to make these things happen. For both of these events, we go and we meet people where they are to share Jesus, and we'll be working together. The second thing that we learn from Iodia and Syntyche is that we shouldn't be surprised by conflicts, disagreements, and hurt feelings. My husband and I served in Nairobi, Kenya with Wycliffe Bible Translators, and the biggest reason that missionaries left the mission field was because of disagreements with other missionaries. You know, my roommate in grad school was from Mexico, and her mother always used to say, we are still flesh. We are. Disagreements, they're going to happen. We still struggle with sin in this life, but disagreements are actually a sign that we are working side by side. 
They're a sign that we are doing something and that we are doing something right, making a difference for the gospel in our city. Disagreements are actually a sign that the church has life and is in action, working to share the gospel. The third thing that we learn is that we must resolve conflicts by having the mind of Christ. We do have hope. God doesn't want us to remain in disagreement or have his gospel message tarnished by rivalry, conceit, and insisting on having our own way. Eodia and Syntyche encourage us that God has given us all we need in Christ, all we need to be on mission together and to resolve disagreements. And we have been given the example of Christ and the command of Christ to go out and make his name known. We should take on the mind of Christ and work out disagreements. You may wonder then, what difference does it really make resolving our disagreements? Iodia and Syntyche's names were truly promising names, and although we don't hear of them again, God added to the number of the believers at the Church of Philippi, and the gospel spread from this city to other areas in the region. There are several large structural remains of church buildings in Philippi, and the large octagon church in Philippi dates back to around 400 AD. These large Christian churches in and near the center of the city in Philippi tell us that the church continued to grow there, and that Iodia and Syntyche must have worked it out. God grows the church as we work side by side, and despite our occasional disagreements, he has given us everything we need in Christ to reach our city with the gospel. May God help us reach our city with the gospel this week, here at Kenwood, as a team, laboring side by side. Let's live out God's word together as we stand and pray. Please stand and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you today. We thank you for the opportunities that you have given us to partner with you and to work cope and work side by side with each other as co-laborers to reach our city, Cincinnati, with the good news of Jesus Christ. We thank you that you have called us to work side by side and that in you we have everything that we need to do that effectively. May our city come to know you and may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.